0: In today's episode, once again, we speak to the beautiful Juliana Garcia. Juliana is a CEO and Colombian immigrant to the USA. She has built a 2.5 million business in two years about helping coaches clarify the message, get fully booked and charge premium prices. She has been featured in ABC, CBC, Forbes, Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast and the Ducky series Millionaire within her with Marissa Pear. She has um, had phenomenal success with so many coaches in so many different areas. So today we're asking Juliana how we can attract premium clients and charge accordingly. Let's find out. I'm your host, Guru Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Guru Khan, your main mindset expert. And once again, we have the amazing, the beautiful, the charming, and daring, might I add, Juliana Garcia. Welcome, Juliana. Thank you so much for having me again. Thank you so much for sharing your time, wisdom, and your personal story with us on Friday Feature. We have to have you back for Money Talkies. Julia, everyone's heard how amazing you are, but please tell everybody in your own words what it is that you do. Yeah.
1: So my name is Juliana Garcia. And what I do is I help coaches clarify their marketing message so that they can attract premium clients to their coaching business.
0: Fantastic. And this leads us on to today's topic, which is how to attract premium clients and charge accordingly. So what are the other are steps or how do we go about doing this? I know a lot of people are, are looking at, at this as a, you know, they do want to attract premium clients. But actually, we should give a definition. What's your definition of a premium client?
1: I love it. I was about to start there. So we are on the same wavelength. (laughs) So my definition of a premium client, what most people think a premium client is, is somebody who can just pay you a lot of money. Mm. Right? So- that's one layer, but that's not really that where it stops for me, where what a premium client is to me is somebody who is really committed to their results, who doesn't need hand holding in order to create the result, who's not going to drain you from all of your capacity, all of your energy, because they've paid you money. Mm-hmm. And so you know, a lot of, a lot of people, like when I had an agency, I remember people were paying me like 5k a month for the agency, but they were so demanding mm-hmm. and they wanted me to reply at 11 PM all the time. That's not a premium talent client to me. They're paying me 5k a month. That sounds premium, but it's not really, they're not showing up in a premium way. And so to me, the definition of a premium client is somebody who's willing to invest at the highest level in themselves and also show up in a premium way inside of the containers. Okay, that sounds
0: brilliant. And that's a, that's, a, that's a great definition. And yeah. what sort of... Um, so how do we start attracting such people? Because based on your definition, there are a number of times we think we're attracting premium clients, but they don't show up in a premium way. And I can think of... I mean, I'm quite lucky. I I, I tend to attract very, very premium clients, but there have been from from the hundreds of people I have. I do have a couple of examples of which haven't been so great. So how do we start? How do we do this?
1: Okay, so... So, times, so the first step is to really understand what is different about what needs to be different about the language that you use or the clarity that you have around um, your premium client. So most marketing out there teaches you that you need to speak to pain points and that you need to really amplify the fear so that people really want to buy. And that is the common marketing yeah. advice out there. And what happens if you think about this from an energetic perspective, when we attract what we are, if we're, if we're yes. using the frequency of fear and urgency and pain uh, in your message, you are going to attract people who are operating at the same frequency. Yes. This is why when I work with my clients, we clean all of that up because they probably downloaded, you know, or watched a webinar from some OG guru, whatever that teaches these kind of principles of manipulation or persuasion persuasion can be used in good and bad so i use persuasion in a good way for for the greater good mm-hmm. and maybe people have watched those trainings and so they think oh i need to really make people like feel their pain and mm-hmm. then get them out of there and so that attracts people who are in fear and in pain that attracts people who are not empowered mm-hmm. for, so of course we end up having conversations around their price and why they can't pay you and why they want a refund and why they're not happy with you and why they blah, blah, blah. And you're the next person that they blame for their success, for their lack of success. Mm -hmm. And so the cycle becomes, and this is why the coaching industry has this tendency where people are jaded quote unquote, because this happens a lot, but really the core solution, the core thing that needs to be cleaned up is the energy in the messaging. So instead of speaking to people's pain points and honing those in the most important thing we can do to premium clients is understand that premium clients don't, don't feel attracted to that fear-based message. That's not, because that's not how they're operating. They mm-hmm. operate in a, in a different way. they they think about solutions. They think about their aspirational identity. They think about where they want to go. They they're future focused. So what we want to do is really speak to the empowered version of our client, the empowered version, meaning somebody who feels they're self-sufficient, somebody who doesn't need to, be saved, somebody who's not in a victim mentality, somebody who knows that they would just want to work with a coach because it's just faster and easier than having to do it alone, but who doesn't think if I don't hire a coach, I'm doomed for the rest of my life and I need to be saved in order to get to where I want to be. Mm. Right. So these are some distinctions that sometimes, you know, when I would work with with coaches and with clients who are attracting people who don't pay on time or who have um, it just doesn't feel good to work with them or, is, uh, you know, they need to have a big sales process in order for them to be a yes is because on the front end the marketing is just attracting the wrong people and is missing out on the premium speak that really actually
0: would attract premium
1: clients. Does that make sense?
0: It does. It does. And and then the question is, so how do I know how to speak? What sort of language should I be using? What is the premium language?
1: There's a couple of, so there's a, there's a way to, I I always give an example. (laughs) So this is going to be probably easier if I give the example. So let's say that me, right? Me, I'm a marketing coach. If I were speaking to a disempowered person, it would sound something like this. So you have downloaded, okay, coach, you, you have downloaded all of the freebies available online, but nothing is working still. Um, you have tried hiring other coaches, but you still feel like nobody has helped you get any results. And you're wondering why, and you're feeling stressed because you need to pay rent next month and you don't have no idea where the money is going to come from. And you're tired of having to invest and invest and invest and not get any results. Does yeah. this sound like you? That's
0: sounds very common does don't you feel like very election? common very common I agree yes. that, what
1: can, can you tell me what you heard me say as an as a disempowered trait in that
0: in that message yeah the the, the person's operating on lack and scarcity and there's not enough money for rent and they they you know they they're in fair mode and they're, they're absolutely afraid of um of the business not working so it's, it's complete scarcity and mindset
1: Right. The energy where they're at is not ideal. It's not a prim. They can't even operate possibility out of there. So Mm -hmm. that's the disempowered language. And notice that a lot of coaches, a lot of people, you see this language on the internet all of the time. And this is why. In my company, we don't operate based on industry standards, meaning either open rates or just even have the way to do business. Like, I bypass all of that because industry standards are created out of these kinds of standards where fear is the norm, where, oh no, you got to have 10,000 people in your list in order to converse 0.1%. Like, who says? Like, no, if you have an empowered mess, if you have if you have a clear message like me, I made $2.5 million last year with a- an audience of 3,000 people in my list. How does mm-hmm. that make any sense? Why is because of the way that I speak to them, the way that I communicate, the way that I the way that they feel me is very different, right? I don't treat people like a number. And mm-hmm. so, and I and I have a very clear message that speaks to an empowered version of the client. So to give you a distinction of what it would look like to speak to an empowered version of your of my client and this is who they are, for example. So for me is, okay, so you, this is the example. So you have have started your coaching business and you have worked with some clients and they can't stop sending you love notes. You obviously are doing the work in the world that you were meant to do because their lives are being transformed. Mm -hmm. The problem is that, now you want more of these clients that you love working with, but also that pay you more because you believe that what you have to offer is so valuable, is so important for them. But you just don't know how to communicate the value of your message. That is what I help you do. And I know that you don't want to you don't want to hire a coach because you feel like without the, without a coach you will fail you could totally figure this out on your own this whole marketing thing you could probably go study it google it whatever but you don't want to spend your time doing that you value time more than money and you want somebody who can help you get results much faster that's what you want to hire a coach do you see the difference
0: yes very much so so even when you're speaking you're empowering them and making them believe in themselves and making them realize that yeah you can do this on your own but you're going to come to me for faster results that's pretty much it And um, the fact that, uh, you know, they're already doing a fabulous job at the moment.
1: Yeah. So, and so exactly. And so that is one of the things that um, I, the secrets, I'm revealing some secrets here. The reason why I'm able in my business to sell a five-figure offer, which is the magnetized and monetized Mastermind, without a sales team, which is on, which is unheard of, a front-end offer, five figures, without a sales team, is because I am, extremely good or extremely mindful of speaking to my best client and remember helping them remember how powerful they are building up their confidence, not using fear to break down their confidence. Mm -hmm. And that installs a lot of certainty in themselves, which makes it easy for them to trust themselves, to make a decision because I've been building their confidence, building their confidence with my content, building their certainty. I see you, I believe you, I know you can do this. And those are the people that come to me who pay without ever talking to me 10 dollars $11,000, $12,000 for the mastermind, which is, I mean, I don't know if anyone in the world does it. So
0: well, so you do this without talking to them? Yes wow okay that's I've, I've never heard that so i have a similar offer but i do speak to them but i charge them for that so if someone wants to speak to me i i, I would need to assess the money blocks i get them to pay me a small fee it's not much at all and then from there if they're suitable and then i then i invite them to come to the mastermind but even i have never heard of anybody doing this where you charge a premium price without even a sales course just, they just go and buy on your sales page is that it
1: yeah. So we have a. This they go check it out on the sales page. We have an application. The application is very thorough because that's really our point of communication, and they have to put a five hundred dollar deposit in order to submit the application because we get so many applicants that I needed to filter out the people who were actually serious. And once I read the application, if they're accepted, then those five hundred dollars go towards their investment, or if they are not accepted, then the five hundred dollars are refunded.
0: And then they have to pay the rest of the whatever the whatever the fee is.
1: Yeah, and then they get an invoice to pay, whether in full or use a payment plan.
0: But in nowhere along here are you actually having a conversation. You're not getting on sales call with them. You're not having a conversation no. with them. No. Wow. Okay, that is unbelievable. I believe someone else, uh, have you heard of Scott Alford? Yes. Okay. So Scott Alford, he he talks like that. He talks about not um, having um, a sales teams and not doing this and just scaling a business without... Getting into oh. conversations um so he, he he's the first person because he used to be one of my mentors and he because i still follow him he talked about this a lot and I, I couldn't fathom my i couldn't get my head around it how you would uh you know allow premium people into into your world without having uh, a you know at least a sales conversation and that's why you know i, I, I didn't take it very seriously but it's it's interesting <laughs> to see that you've done it yourself um <laughs>
1: Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what Scott's approach is, but for me is all about my belief in my client, so for example, I didn't believe that it was possible to have people pay me without a call. I was doing sales calls day and night. I mean, and they all converted. It made no sense for me to remove sales calls because I was converting on a hundred percent. Everybody wanted it. And so I was very torn letting sales calls go, but I was burned out. I was always on the phone basically because we had about 40 people in each cohort. It's just a lot of sales calls. And so I had to really notice where my lack mentality was living in my business and I had a belief the lack came from me believing that my clients needed me to make a decision and that my presence was required in order for them to trust me and to make a decision. And I didn't realize how I was taking their power away by having that belief. So I was making them small And I was making myself bigger and required. And that was playing um, subconsciously was playing into my ego. So I had to clean all of that up. This is like the, the energetics that I, you know, it's like, you don't see these things operating in your subconscious. And so I had to clean that up. This is what I help my clients with too, and really reestablish a new definition of the relationship that I get to have with my clients, where they're fully empowered. They fully believe in themselves. And I got to set the standard for how I want my clients to feel about themselves and feel about my program and feel about their decision. And I got to work on those beliefs. So that is what my whole sales process is based off is really in, I have full belief that my clients are, are excellent decision makers. When people have sales teams, they don't believe that, you know, they're mm-hmm. like, they can make a decision. That's why they need to speak to somebody. I don't mm-hmm. think that my clients need to speak to somebody. I think they need to feel my heart. They need to feel me and I can do that with my marketing.
0: Okay. That sounds really, really, really interesting. Um, and, and so- Do you, when you talk about attracting premium clients, do you work with them as well? And and with energetics, do you help them to clear their energy? What do you do?
1: Yeah. So what I do, I'm a very strategic, pragmatic, practical person. So strategy, strategy is where, you know, our clients come in. And we teach them the strategy. So the things that we need to upgrade, the practical stuff. I have a copy coach that helps them identify, helps, helps them upgrade their copy so that their posts uh, are converting to clients. Um, but really the work that I do that is unique, that is, I, I don't know, I've never really, I mean, if you know somebody, let me know because I would love to hire them. But I, I, I haven't found somebody who does it like me. I'm able to listen to what my, the client problem is and understand whether that is an emotional um, block or if it's a mental block or if it's something that is energetically blocking them mm-hmm. and I'm just able to precisely focus on what the core is and so I'm able to do all things on the call and then very easily go into a strategy to, that might support the implementation of that mindset shift So I help them you know from the emotional mental and energetic, aspect down to the practical and strategic and and it's kind of like a hard combo because normally you have people who are really good at either one or the other i just happen to have like a precision a really great precision around around those four aspects
0: Mm, interesting interesting i mean what i find is it's a lot of the things you mentioned highlight the fact that the people when you know when people have sales teams or when people have this idea of getting premium clients They have limiting beliefs, but then they also attract clients with limiting beliefs because they expect their clients to have those limiting beliefs and those scarcity mindset. So what you've gone ahead and done is, first of all, cleared all your limiting beliefs about what's possible Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Then you cleared all the limiting beliefs that could possibly be in your clients and now are attracting those clients without those limiting beliefs and who need to come in and, to you know, get support from you to be able to scale up and go to those seven figures, eight figures, whatever they want to go for. But they are coming from an empowered place, not a scarcity mindset. And you purposely attract them energetically towards yourselves rather than attracting the ones which are in the fair mind- mindset who, you know, who can barely make next month's payment who want the payment plans. And there's nothing wrong with payment plans. I think that I think I offer them all the time. But it's having I, I recently hired um I took somebody into a mastermind and that individual is uh, you know they're they just oh, they've, they've got this themselves so spread thin and they paid me the the, the monthly the first month's installment uh, a deposit and she's very keen to um you know in the next few months to pay all off and I know she will but it was because there was no there was there was lack of cash flow not lack of money but there's lack of cash flow at times. So she, she came into the, the payment plan. My point being, you have to know your clients inside out. That's what I'm getting the message from you. And yeah. if you are thinking that your clients have this lack of this lack scarcity mindset, they have these limiting beliefs, then those are the clients you're going to attract. This is what I've understood from you. Yeah. And if you want to attract premium clients who who behave in a premium manner, then you need to sit down and become very clear as to the kind of clients you wish to attract. But you can't do that until you remove your own lack and scarcity, Mm -hmm. move your own limiting beliefs. Mm.
1: You articulated that so well.
0: I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. If you can combine the two together, we'll do inner work first. And as you grow as a person, you can start reshaping your client, your ideal client avatar Mm -hmm. and allowing them to get the upgrade that you're giving to yourself in the process and then attract those clients. And that's hitting the nail on the head. That's me putting it in summary with what you just told me. Is that right? That's 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 about right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is a that is a fabulous way to look at it. I love that. I love that, Juliana. It's yeah. it, you're not only empowering yourself, but you're also empowering your clients. And of course, they want to work with you. Most otherwise, most people they go to or they would have heard is like, you've got this wrong with you. You've got that wrong with you. You've got this wrong with you. You've got that wrong with you.
1: Yeah, no, 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 not in my world. In my world, yeah, we're very clear and we're real about like, oh, here are the upgrades available. I always say upgrades available because there are things that are always up for upgrades, right? In our, yeah. in, our in our mind and everything. And so there are always upgrades available, but we we get to come from a really beautiful place. Um, yeah. So that's just one of the beginning, the beginning. I have three steps. That was for, step number one. Do you want me to go into step number two? Yes, please. <laughs> Quick okay.
0: because we are coming, but we, we'll, we'll, we'll hurry along a little bit. I right? know, I
1: know. That's why I was like mindful of the time. Okay. Okay, so the second important thing to attract premium clients is to value your offer in a premium way. And so most coaches uh, who are qualified to charge premium, they think that they need more time. Oh, let me just get more clients under the belt. Let me just wait until the next the next client. And my stance is, look, you can start premium now. You can start premium now. You can start charging premium now. And I give them an exercise that I want to give everybody really quickly to really quantify that if you double your price, let's say you want to charge 5k or 10k for, let's say relationship coaching, that seems like a lot because it's not a money-making offer, right? Like it's not business coaching. But when you think about, think about a a relationship coach or a dating coach for men who want to find their queen and, you know, successful men who want to find their queen, think about the amount of money men spend taking out the wrong women on dates that are not meant to be their queen, right? Mm-hmm. If they don't have a dating coach, think about the, the, the amount of money they, they spend. Think about the amount of time they spend on all these dates instead of where they could be spending it with their queen, with the right partner. Mm-hmm. Think about all the energy that they invest into these relationships that don't end up really going anywhere. And the, the false connections that get created only to like end up breaking up, breaking up and then starting all over again, when you don't have the guidance of the right coach to really help you heal your internal stuff so that you attract the right person. And and think about the biggest one that imagine what happens when you marry the wrong person. What do you
0: think? It's a big disaster. I've done that twice now. Okay.
1: <laughs> Okay. So you, you know what it looks like you get a divorce and yeah. how expensive is it to get a divorce when you're a successful, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. So is let's say $200,000, $100,000 minimum. This is what people don't really understand. The lifetime value of not working with you, everyone who's listening right now. The lifetime value that uh, of not working with you is so high that that's what you want to understand to price your program. You need to value your offer at that level so that you really get the importance of the transformation. And from there, you can decide, is it worth it for me to charge even 10K for this when I'm save, helping them save at least $200,000 from getting in the wrong divorce? Of course it is. Of course it is. Instead of thinking, oh, how many hours of coaching do you get? How many months is your container? How many like boxer access and how many worksheets? Like that is not how you want to prize your offer and how you want to value your offer. Any questions on that before I move to the
0: third one, if we have time? Yeah, we've got, we've got time. We normally do this. We've got enough time, don't worry. Um, and this is a very, very interesting conversation anyway. Um, thinking about this now, hang on a minute. Up. So you need to, and I love this, and I love this, um, because I think a lot of the time we try to see what is the market industry, industry standing. And the reason why I say this is because, if this is more applicable to people from the corporate background. You know, people are used to judging their salaries according to mm. what everyone else is earning. Mm-hmm. So when they come into the to the online space, and some of them go on to come coaches, myself included, I remember when I first started, my hourly rate was the same as my in my corporate rate, which seemed excessively high. It didn't for my corporate work because I'm a lawyer, so I was charging you know five hundred pounds an hour, which isn't is but it's very normal for as a lawyer, but as a coach, i was thinking. <gasps> Who's going to pay me that? And of course, that was, you know, six years ago. So a long time ago, I moved away from that. But I, I can understand that. And every time I've moved um, my price up, I, you know, uh, there's been an internal thing like, uh, oh, do you think people are ready for it? Do you think people can pay for this? And I know for a fact, I have testimonial after after testimonial telling me somebody, one of my clients made half a million euros. Somebody else is making 100000 a month. I mean, crazy, crazy stories that come out from my work. So I know the value of my work. Yet when I look to charge, I'm thinking, hmm, it's a bit much, you know, I wonder if, you know, and and I, I remember telling myself like, be quiet you are valuable and obviously when i and then i don't give discounts either of course but i know for a fact that there's somewhere along the lines i'm looking around subconsciously because that's what i'm trained to do to see well how's everyone else charging Maybe thinking, uh-huh. you know if i should be oh, similar yeah. on a similar oh, standard as them so how I do have we have so much to say about that but i'll let you finish <laughs> how do we come out from it how do we stop comparing our prices to those around oh, yes
1: Oh, thank you for thank you for asking that question. Here is I, de- I develop a concept called pricing innovation. For that particular reason, because it's interesting how most people look at the industry to define their own pricing. But the and we lose our innovation when it comes to pricing. We're like, you know, it's like Steve Jobs was not looking at the world to create the iPhone. He innovated from scratch. And that is our job as entrepreneurs to be fully innovative. And so the interesting thing is that if we look at other people's prices for inspiration, think about what a price is. What is what is a what is a price? A price is a number. A number that came from where?
0: Out of the blue, from half the time,
1: from their head. Yeah, from their head, right? From their thoughts. In this, in thoughts that are crippled by lack, because majority of the world operates in lack. So, really, what we're doing when we compare prices or when we look at people's prices, all we are like seeing is their
0: limiting beliefs. I'm going to add something to this, and because something just came to my mind was. You know, a lot of the times, if you do start uh, charging premium prices, you overcompensate. And I am guilty of this, by the way. Not because I, I think my, my, my stuff isn't valuable enough, because I want to give all to, to uh, extra stuff yeah. to my, my clients. And I, and, and, I, and I, by the way, and the reason why I'm telling you this, and I can share this because I stop doing that now. Um, every time there was a client that I went above and above and helped with, I mean, not every time, I think just a few of the times those were the clients who became the pain in my backside. am um, there's, there's one that uh, comes to mind. And I'm not going to say her name. Uh, she, she stopped on month seven of, I oh, oh, can't remember, you know, she, she still owes me three months of payments. And her, one of the issues was, she felt icky that I gave her additional benefit that nobody else did. But because she needed it. So, and then and then I have another individual who um, I gave uh, I, um, you know, additional one-to-one times with. And he messaged me saying how he has been treated unfairly by my company. And I'm my George's fellow. I'm like, dude, I'm actually giving you one-to-one time, which I don't, I shouldn't, it's not part of the package, it's, it's above and above. How did that, how has my company treated unfairly? But anyway, what I found was people I gave extra time to, um, I felt that like they needed extra support for those are the ones who actually came back and gave me became troublesome or, or problematic clients. What yeah. do you what how do you sell tell your people to one value your offer and two, you don't have to overcompensate and give additional things because someone needs it? Because what I should have done in both these situations was, was say, okay, fine. If you need the additional one-to-one support, then you need to add on a bit additional package and you need to pay additionally rather than say, oh, you know what? I know your problem can let me be solve because this, it, this is where abuse comes in. This, if there's an of sexual abuse, I don't cover that in the group coaching. But then they, I should ask them to book one-to-one with me, which I, do, I did then. I will now. What would you say to that in this situation? Yeah, absolutely. So the thing that happened for you here is your boundaries. Yes
1: you you, you, you know, it sucks that they did what they did, but really everything starts with us. I believe mm. And we set the tone for how people treat us. And yes. so you had, uh, Oh, let me be nice here. And you didn't have boundaries. So you you violated your own boundaries and then they violated your boundaries because you had violated them first. We all do this. We have every single person goes through this at any point. And and so it's important for anyone who's listening that you're going to be tempted to overgive because you're overcompensating for your price or because you feel very deeply for the person on the other side of the phone. And you're like, oh, I bet they need it. Oh, but notice what that is. That Hmm. is taking their power away. Oh, but you really need it. Oh, you, you stop believing in your client. You call forth the disempower, their disempower version. Okay and so we need to stay really on top of ourselves because we think we're being compassionate we think we're being good we think we're being nice but actually we we are not calling them forward to step into their next level so we're doing them a disservice and we start by doing that we, we cross our own boundaries thinking oh well, let me just be generous but that's the energetics that we entered from are not clean and so your generosity was interpreted in a different way because it wasn't actually entering a clean way and then mm. we get into these dynamics where we're like I can't believe it. I gave you so much, but really, you we were trying to overcompensate for our for what we think they needed because we didn't see them in empower place. And mm-hmm. so, and so, what's important is to understand how, like, where are your boundaries. So for me, I don't make exceptions when it comes to client. Everybody just goes under the same umbrella, mm-hmm. and if they want something something else, I'm, I I ask why, and that's a whole conversation. But the important thing is have your own boundaries very clear so that people don't break them too. We need to honor our boundaries so that people also honor them. Does that make sense?
0: It does. It does. And it's, it, thank you so much. And it's really reinforced the idea that I come to anyway, that I had to be very firm with my boundaries. I don't believe I don't, the, the 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 mastermind isn't worth it. I just felt... Right that from that oh they need the extra help let me go and give the extra help because they and i'm thinking well now you know that's a conversation to have as a separate conversation and then we can talk about it but yeah it's about having those firm boundaries and not allowing somebody to overcome them and i think that's this is quite important um okay so what's the third step then
1: Okay. And so the fir- the first step, so the first step, just to, just to, um, summarize. So the first thing we need to do is elevate the quality of clients that you attract, mm-hmm. make sure that you're speaking to the empowered version and not the disempowered version. The mm-hmm. second step is to value your offer by the long-term impact of working with, of not working with you, the cost of not working with you versus just the hours that they get with you on a package. Mm-hmm. And then the third, most important thing that you can do is, monetize your influence with a magnetic message. So here's a, here's what that means. If I gave every single person listening to this show, a thousand ideal followers right now to your page clients, people ready to hire you. If they came to you and they looked at your, let's say social media, would they know what you help with, what you help them with? Would that Mm. be clear? Was it? A, what would they see? Would they see a clear message, a clear offer, or would they see tumbleweeds? Would they see? like, what is this person about? Is it, what is the problem that they help people solve? And so I find it so fascinating that people think I need more leads. I need more traffic. I need more followers. But even if they get all the leads and all the followers, if they land on their profiles and they land on their website, their website doesn't come with a very clean clean and crisp message that speaks to the problem that they solve, the solution that they offer and the pathway to help your client get there. Mm -hmm. And so what's important to understand is that That, you know, you can do this is why I was able to do so much and how my clients like my client, Julie, was able to just literally do these three things. And she went from making one hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year to one million dollars the next, which is insane, not because she got more followers or because whatever she had a small audience, but the thing is we clarify her message. We empower, we elevated the, the, the version of her client. And then she started attracting the people. She called them forward. It was the same people, same audience, but we call them forward with a very clear message. Mm -hmm. And so, You don't need a big audience in order to create, to attract premium clients. Your your premium clients are already sitting in your current audience, no matter how big, no matter how small, it's just that you haven't been speaking to them in that way. And so what I want, the the distinction that I want to make in this point is that a clear message, one of the most important um, distinctions of a clear message is that you solve a very clear problem. This is what makes people want to pay you to solve that problem. It's very simple. You know, it doesn't have to be you know fancy and cute. Like my my, the problem that I help people solve is kind of boring. I help you clarify your message to attract premium clients. Like it's pretty boring. It's not all the the flowery things. But the reason why I keep it so simple is because our brains are always doing other two things: what saving calories. Are trying to survive and thrive. That's what we're doing, and so our brains file other people based on the problem that person helps you solve. So if you ha- if your message is all like all over the place. People are going to ignore you. People are not going to pay attention. People are going to, to scroll right past you because your problem has not been well defined. And that is what a magnetic message does. It's not like crystals and magic. It's just that we need to cater to how the brain works when he's scrolling on social media or when he's watching a YouTube, whatever. It's always about speaking to a highly relevant problem in a, in a very important applicable solution and having a pathway to help the client go from where they're at to where they want to be.
0: Okay. So magnetic message, which is becoming very clear as to who you're speaking to, uh, what you can help them with and how.
1: Yeah. What is the problem that they have? What is a clear, clear problem that you help people solve? Mm -hmm. And what is the end result that they're going to receive when they work with you? Right. And this is an interesting conversation. This is why I work with my clients because people are like, but at the end of working with me, they're going to have all these expensive things and all of it. And I'm like, that's okay. But we don't need to talk about that in your message because we need to talk about what they're coming to you for. Mm. What are they coming to you for? That's what they're going to pay attention to. If you start talking about all these other things that are, are a byproduct, they're going to be like, oh, that's secondary. That's not primary need. So yeah. what they need is the result that they're looking for and to solve the problem that they have.
0: Brilliant. And that's um, that's actually really, really fantastic. So now we're going to wrap this up. Do you want to give a quick summary of all three steps once again, and then we'll we'll wrap this up? Absolutely.
1: So the first, I'm going to keep it super simple. The first step is to elevate the quality of clients that you attract. But by I, by that I mean to go from speaking about pain points and disempowered traits of your client to empowering them, to empowering language um, that helps them see and see themselves in a way where, where they believe more in themselves, where they're even more confident in making decisions. The second aspect is to value your offer in a premium way. So looking at that life long cost of not working with you, how much money, how much time, how much energy are people going to be spending without working with you? And then grounding yourself in the value of your $5,000 or your $10,000 or your $50,000 that you charge and understanding that that's a drop in the ocean for the amount that they would be paying long-term if they didn't work with you. Don't price based on hours or on sessions or on weeks or on modules. That's not how to price correctly. And the third one is monetizing your influence with a magnetic message. And what that means is being super clear. Your message doesn't have to be some woo woo, like fancy inspirational thing. It just has to, at the core, solve a really clear problem and offer a very clear solution because that is going to have people pay attention who have the problem, pay attention to you and not ignore you in social media or in any of your marketing materials. Fantastic.
0: So that's it for today. Tell us, Juliana, how can you connect with you and where can you find you on the internet?
1: Yeah. So follow me. Let's hang out on Instagram. My Instagram handle is it's at Juliana, wait, sorry, at ITS Juliana Garcia. At, at it's Juliana Garcia basically. And then my website is julianagarcia.com. And there I have the Expose Your True Challenge where I give you 30 prompts for 30 days to write content that attracts premium clients. So make sure you check that out. And I also have an amazing group of about 8,000 people. It's so much fun. I do lots of amazing trainings where I teach you this concept. It's called, it's called the Magnetic Marketing Secrets for Entrepreneurs group on Facebook.
0: Fantastic. So if you're listening to us on the podcast, all the links that Juliana has just mentioned will be on the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have other links to so Do check her out. I think she's fabulous. She's opened up my mind and we've had a longer conversation than normal, but it's been entertaining and very, very educational. Thank you so much, Juliana, for your wisdom and for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to me and Julianne today on Money Talkies. I will be back on another Money Talkies segment with another amazing guest, finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Gurukhan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website,